Hello, my name is Sama Russell, and you're listening to episode 48 of The Place of Sound. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. And for those of you who have been following along through the past few episodes of the show, welcome back. For those of you who happen to be listening for the first time, The Place of Sound is a show that explores the theme of space or the social geography using sound and listening. We do so through a variety of audio media formats, so you can expect to do a few different types of listening in a single show. Episodes consist of what we refer to as audio portraits, or oral history style interviews, that explore the topic of home. Soundscape compositions, which use everyday sounds to communicate the personal and social significance of a given place. And we typically end the episode with a short documentary style piece that explores the place-based identity of the producer. The aim with these particular projects is to allow the producer to think about the places that made them who they are today. These are the types of projects you can expect to hear on The Place of Sound. And in this episode, all of them were produced by students here at Carleton University. They are what gets produced in Comms 4501 Digital Media Production, which is a fourth-year workshop course in the Communications and Media Studies program taught by Vincent Andresani. Okay, on to the projects. In this episode, we'll listen to an audio portrait, a soundscape composition, and an audio documentary. Three projects in total. First, we'll listen to an audio documentary by Caroline Workman titled, A Taste of Belonging. It consists of an interview she conducted with a friend of hers that dealt with moving from Bangladesh to Canada. He discusses the theme of belonging and how there are challenges with adjusting to a new life and creating a sense of home in a new country. He emphasizes the importance of finding a traditional Bangladeshi restaurant and how that has played a huge role in reminding him of where he grew up. The second project we'll listen to is a soundscape composition by Jordan Wegner titled Reconnecting Sound in Purposeful Isolation. In this project, Jordan discusses how getting COVID changed his plans on what he had originally wanted to record for this project. Instead, he decided to turn this unfortunate event around and create this piece that showcases his isolation period in his room. Jordan explores the theme of isolation and silence simultaneously and how they can only exist with the presence of each other. And lastly, we'll listen to an audio documentary by Hannah Watanabe titled Limbo. In her piece, Hannah begins with a phone call with her mother and her experience living in Japan. She talks about her challenges with the Japanese schooling system and about her much-wanted move to Canada. 
Anna discusses the theme of running away from the places she lives in. Alright, enough from me and now on to the projects. Let's start with Caroline Workman's audio documentary titled A Taste of Belonging. Caroline, over to you. Hi there, my name is Caroline Workman, and the following is a three-minute story about finding and making home in new places. I hope you enjoy. Thank you. So, I'm from Chittagong, so that's the commercial capital of Bangladesh. So here, after coming to Canada, I'm starting from scratch. So I don't have any relatives out here, or my parents, or uh, any of my old friends. It's really hard uh, being away from home, because when you're home, you never really realize the importance of home, because uh, home is something that it's a safe heaven. And actually, like it's also imprinted in your brain, because you're growing up, uh from like since you're born in in a specific environment and you know all about that so if so that that is where your comfort zone is and that's where all the familiar faces are and you know every corner of the city you know uh, almost all your friends and throughout your life you've been with them you have had more experiences with them so that society environment family friends everything I think that's what you call home when everything uh, is familiar and when you have your own comfort zone and a sense of belongingness that's the most important thing I would say so if you have a sense of belongingness somewhere that that will be your home because it's been just one year since I've been here and uh, yeah at first I had to learn some things but I think I learned uh, things pretty fast and I think the way I'm doing I think I'm doing okay and I'm happy uh, like how I'm feeling here I'm making friends here and day by day those uh, relationships are strengthening the bondings are getting stronger so yeah it's still on the process but i i feel hopeful that someday this place will be home to me too like i'll have a sense of belongingness here too for example i was not finding any restaurant in ottawa that served authentic bengali food so uh my friend told me that the shafali restaurant in byward it's a really good place so i was like yeah i'm up for the challenge let's try it so i went uh to the restaurant and uh, tried the chicken jalfrezi and I actually loved it. That's a really uh, spicy but sweet and tomatoes with it. So it's got a really good uh, blend of the taste that I get back home. So it makes me remember about that. I've been trying food in Ottawa like for a year now and I think that's the most authentic Bengali food I've ever eaten. And I've talked to the owner and like we like we chatted for a while and like uh yeah we made a bonding over there i also talked with the cook complimented him on the dish and i would say yeah that is my favorite that's how i got to know shafali and that's how that became my favorite dish for reminding me of back home thank you for your audio portrait carolyn 
Now we're going to listen to Jordan Wagner's soundscape composition. Jordan? Hi, my name is Jordan Wagner. I'm a fourth year communication student at Carleton University, and today I'm presenting you with a soundscape project that started with unfortunate beginnings, but ended with a surprisingly unique perspective. I hope you enjoy. So, in late October, I had plans to go out to my local grocery store and record a plethora of sounds to assemble for this soundscape. However, unfortunately, before I could do this, I got COVID, and I had to isolate in my room for roughly five days. At first, I was very disappointed, as this vastly limited my ability to go out and record something that I thought was interesting. However, after a day or two in my room, I started to notice something. Every morning when I got up, the first thing I would do is open my window. The air helped freshen up the room a bit, and it was nice to hear the sounds of the world go by. It was a good way to reconnect me during my isolation, although the best way to do this was to call someone and just talk. Hello. Hey, Emmy, how's it going? Pretty good, you? Good, good. Sorry. It was nice to interact with someone socially while going through a frankly pretty bitter fever. After talking and resting for a bit, I would move over to my laptop to get my schoolwork done. A little after one? As much as I wanted to ignore it, it needed to get done. However, I could entertain myself while working by throwing on some music. Like immediately, I think. You were tired. After working for a while, I would use some free time to brush up on a bit of guitar. And after this, I might play some video games or watch a show. And it was through these presentations and performances of sound that I realized how important sound is to connect us to the outside world. So many of our devices are explicitly designed to produce sound, and throughout the silence of my isolating days, I was consistently using tools to produce enjoyable noise. However, sometimes while being sick at home, the noise became an annoyance, the mismatch of different sounds clustered into a painful headache, and I just wanted them all to stop.
So all this performative, unique sound taught me how to enjoy the silence, as there's no sound without silence. Before we continue on to the last project, here's a quick public service announcement from SoFar Ottawa, a local music events startup company responsible for various small performances throughout the city. SoFar Sounds is a global music community that connects artists and audiences through live music. We bring people together to create space where music matters in 400 cities around the world, including Ottawa. Here's how it works. Three unannounced artists. Each So Far show features different musical styles and the audience doesn't know who's performing until they're on stage. Once you do, you just might fall in love. Curators. About once a month, So Far Ottawa welcomes a guest curator to pick the acts. The curators range from local producers, artist collectives, and labels. One unexpected space. From museums and boutiques, to rooftops, and to your neighbor's living room or backyard. We keep the location secret until the day before the show. We love showcasing Ottawa's unique local businesses and spaces. A different way to see live music. Our community creates an inclusive space where music matters so that you can get lost in the performance. So Far Sounds is a great way to discover new music, new spaces, and make new friends. Here's what a show can sound like. This next song, I'm, I love writing, and lyrics are very important to me, so this next song is a very, in my opinion, a very lyrical song, so I'm not going to say anything about it. I'm going to hopefully what I wrote makes sense. So... <laughs> The song is called For Today. Want to perform, host, or check out a show? Go to SoFarSounds.com or follow SoFarOttawa on Instagram. That's S-O-F-A-R-Sounds.com. Thank you. Back to the final project of the episode. This is Hannah Watanabe's audio documentary titled Limbo. Hannah, over to you. Hi, my name is Hannah, and this is an audio documentary about what Ottawa means to me. I had the tendency to run away from every place I've ever lived in, and somehow I was led to Ottawa, a place that meant little to nothing. Ottawa turned out to be a place of growth while I was in a limbo of going back and forth between places. Before I begin, I would like to acknowledge that we are on and talking about the unceded and unsurrendered land of the Algonquin Territory. This is Limbo. I hope you enjoy. My name is Mimi O'Young. I am Hannah's mother. I was born in Canada, in Montreal, grew up outside of Toronto, and then moved to Japan when I was 23. So Japanese school system is, uh, it's all based on rote learning, so memorization and repeating what the teacher said. They don't really teach you how to think, 
how to give your opinion, how to debate ideas, how to express yourself. And if you don't fit into the mold of the Japanese student, then it's very difficult to fit in. Not fitting in Japanese society makes things difficult. Um, so for you, you had a foreign mom, you were artistic and didn't really like that and get along with the rote learning education system. It didn't work for you. So it was very difficult and very frustrating. Um, and to move up through the different years of schooling, you have to take entrance exams and that was not your forte. So <laughs> it was no. very worrisome about how to make sure you were successful. When I tell most people I'm from Japan, people assume that the country is ahead of its time and that it's futuristic or high technology. To be fair, when you Google search Japan, it gives you the images of temples, castles, and Mount Fuji framed by cherry blossoms, so it's understandable that you'd want to visit. My experience in Japan was quite different from what Google shows you. Existing in Japan was like a 15 years of nightmare and I felt like I couldn't catch a breath. I hated Japan. You'd almost only be successful if you had photographic memory. I used to study two weeks in advance for my exams and the highest grade I've gotten was 56 and the lowest grade I got was a 7%. My hardest work was never enough for me to succeed in Japan. And at that rate, if I had stayed in Japan, there was no way that I was going to be successful in life. But at the same time, I was struggling with my academic career I was struggling with my friends. Not that it's their fault, but all of my friends and I grew up hearing how beautiful white people are, so naturally the 25% of my whiteness in me was praised and glamorized. I spoke both English and Japanese because of my mom, but it often came off as if I was a show-off. Because I knew that the being the ideal Japanese standard would make me fit in more, I would try to be that person in elementary school and I would still not have a chance to fit in. Standing out is never a good thing in Japan. You're always told to blend in. What we call in Japan is shudankodo, meaning collective action or group movement. This is ingrained in our system since we were in kindergarten. Though this isn't only bad and it can be good for teamwork, but mostly encourages people to blend in and conform to the social norms. What you hear right now is the shudan kodo that we had to perform on our sports day. There were a lot of power dynamics in Japan that you were obliged to follow. Even if they were only a year older than you, you had to ask permission to do certain things, especially if you're in the same extracurricular after-school activities. For example, I play tennis every day after school, and I was obligated to ask permission to drink water, sit down, move to the shade even in 40 degrees Celsius temperature with 100% humidity. Standing up to your authorities was never really an option, and it was considered disrespectful. Here's my friend Tamano speaking on her experience of the hierarchy at work. 
、へじ、へじだけちゃんとしてね。へじだけちゃんとしてて。<笑>で、これやっとけみたいなって、これ汚いけどって言ったら、あ、はい、すいませんって感じこう、<笑>ひたすらこう、へじして、大きい声で、で、吹いて、めっちゃ仕事遅いけどやっててやんか。なんか、その日、結局、その人とずっと一緒にって、で、なんかもうめっちゃぐちぐちぐちぐちもういつもずっと文句言われたけど、全部ありがとうございますって言って、答えて、したらまあ、その先輩、その先輩はすっごい怒ることはなく、その日終わってやんか。To summarize what she said, she said that she's not great at working and she's quite slow at catching on. And her senpais are those who have seniority and they are typically very rude, even if you're trying your best. So they treat her poorly at work and yell at her sometimes, but she always has to respond with I'm sorry and thank you, as this is a form of respect in Japan. You are also restricted from being yourself and expressing who you are. Piercings and dyeing hairs are forbidden, and girls were forced to get on their knees to measure the length of their skirts, while boys weren't allowed to wear long hair. If on the days you didn't get enough sleep and you were late, you were publicly humiliated in front of 900 students by calling your name. I was privileged enough to know a world outside of Japan and to be able to actually leave. I knew, based on my mom's experience, Canadian education was a lot more suitable for me. In April of 2016, I moved to Toronto like I always dreamt of, and I finally felt like I found some comfort in living and I had reason to be here. But in no time, I graduated from high school and it felt like it was time to leave and run away again. I moved away to Ottawa for university, having no clue what I was doing. I sat in a room full of people more than I've ever seen, and it reminded me of how it used to be in Japan. Even though I lived on residence and anywhere you looked, There were people who surrounded you. I felt the most loneliest not knowing why I was back in Japan. I was in a limbo of going back and forth between Toronto and Ottawa, hoping for some comfort. Something was pushing me away to keep running and running, far away from being in one place and being in the present. Perhaps it's my fear of being unaccepted by the people I grew to love in different places. As long as I run away, no one can reject me as a person. After four years of being in Ottawa and approaching the end of the university, feels like I've reached the end of the marathon I ran for 21 years. Even though this marathon is coming to an end and I'm on my way to face another adventure to go anywhere in the world, I won't be running away anymore. Caroline, Jordan, and Hannah for sharing your projects with us. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Place of Sound. Again, 
These are all projects created by communication students at Carleton University in course COMS 4501. I hope this episode leaves you with curiosity about the theme of home and specifically the sounds that have shaped your identity throughout your life. Like Caroline's audio portrait, did you immigrate to Canada from a different country and are there certain foods that remind you of the home you grew up in? Is there a restaurant that you simply go to because you feel a sense of community and belonging? Or, like Jordan, did you have to isolate because you got COVID and experience life from a new perspective? What challenges were you faced with during that period that forced you to adjust and create something because your only option was while isolated in your room? I know that hits home for me. And lastly, similar to Hannah, Do you find you're running from place to place and seeking somewhere to belong? Or are you trying to find a place to freely express yourself? These questions can help us reflect and notice parts and sounds of our lives we normally don't give much attention to. And that's what the place of sound is all about. Before I sign off, a couple quick notes. The first is about the featured work section on the Place of Sound website. It's a blog that presents some of the individual projects you will hear or have heard on this show. On the site, you're of course able to play the audio work itself, but you can also see some of the original photos and the writing that students produce to go along with the audio. Since you can't see that writing or see the photos on the radio show, this is a great way to access it. So check that out on the blog section on theplaceofsound.ca. The second thing I want to mention is that if you enjoyed this show, you can listen back to previous episodes. You can find them in multiple places on ckcufm.com, on the website, theplaceofsound.ca, or where you listen to other podcasts, such as Apple Podcasts or Amazon Podcasts. Lastly, make sure you go check out our Instagram page at The Place of Sound to keep updated with new episodes and more information. Again, thank you so much for listening. My name is Sama Russell, and you'll be hearing more of me on this show. I'm excited to tell you guys a little more about myself and upcoming episodes, so make sure you stay tuned for that. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day, and for now, goodbye!